The Reds are red hot. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Casey Bubba, it is you, and it's morning Monday, which means MLB DFS courtesy of the Line Star app. Go get that Line Star app right now, right now, and then upgrade to that premium product and get the optimizer, get the tools that you need to win. And uh, it was a pretty good weekend of NFL football, certainly entertaining from a fantasy standpoint of points. We did pretty good on the pre-snap show. If you missed that, go subscribe to the pre-snap with Scott Bogman and myself. He's beaten me two weeks in a row in the touchdown calls. I'm not happy about it. Uh, last week, he had Josh Jacobs, and, you know, of course, the rest is history there, even though I was quite competitive. This week, he beat me again. I keep losing players in that. It's not very good. The guys keep getting hurt. But then again, everybody got hurt yesterday. But uh, that's the NFL story. This is MLB. And you look around, you got the Yankees in the playoffs, you got the Padres in the playoffs, and don't look now, but we've talked about this, Bubba. The Reds are starting to play good at the right time. They've won seven of their last eight. That's something to keep an eye on. Yes, it is, and they're doing it with, like, Nick Castellano still not hitting and some other guys. They all start hitting the baseball. The pitching's been outstanding. They could be a, a fun team come playoff time. It's a, when, when we get to the 16-team playoff, that opening round is going to be quite entertaining with teams that – are always there and teams that maybe shouldn't be there. All right, let's fly around yesterday on Sunday. John Means had a career-high 12 strikeouts as he gets the W there. So if you had John Means yesterday, which I'm sure you didn't because his ERA is still five after that outing, which is weird because he was so good last year. But then again, this is 2020. The Red Sox beat the Yankees 10-2. to They beat up on David Garcia, Chavis with a couple home runs. So what happened to our boy Garcia? I don't know. It's one of those deals. You know, young pitchers, we say they'll have hiccups from time to time, and he had his hiccup. He's been outstanding, and then the Red Sox just got to him. He couldn't locate. It was just one of those days. Yeah, Dylan Cease had some control issues, and uh, the Reds took advantage of him 7-3 over the White Sox. He had the Indians 7-4 over the Tigers. Carrasco with a W, so he's getting back on track, which is good. Jose Ramirez homered not once, but twice. So, uh, once again, Jose Ramirez, good season for him especially with the power. He like, he's, I feel like, again, we talked about last week. I feel like he's the guy. He's the guy. He's always expensive, but it seems like he's the guy we talk about. And Lindor is like, yeah, I, I don't know. It's very frustrating. Scherzer also frustrating. He lost to the Marlins two one boy. What a terrible season for the Nats. 19 and 32. Oh my goodness. No, no second half for you boys this year. <laughs> my goodness. What, I, I didn't see this coming. I got to tell you, Bubba, I thought the Nats were going to really compete for that that title with Scherzer and Strasburg and Corbin, but we all know what happened with Strasburg. And then obviously, you know, the offense just hasn't been there either. So very disappointing here for the Nats, wouldn't you say? Yeah, quite disappointing. And Scherzer, it happened to him again for the second straight start where he's, his pitch count was high before he went out. The last inning, nobody warming up, and he just gave him up. It's been really, really rough. Uh, we were looking at his stats third time through the order. It's been a a long season for him, third time through the order. So I don't know if it's an age thing or what it is, but it's affected him and the Nats as a whole, like you said, just not getting it done. I think it is an age thing. I, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's a it's a wear and tear thing. That's where we're at. So 
Consider that this offseason, you know, where where you might look at the Scherzer ERA at 367 and say, okay, that's not very Scherzer-like, and there will be a lot of people who will say, well, maybe it's 2020. If you can get somebody to say maybe it's 2020, deal them. That's that's what I would do. I really would. I don't think he's worth a premium salary anymore. Uh, it's just where I'm at. Also, over the weekend, by the way, speaking of premium salaries, Justin Verlander decided he's going to have Tommy John now. So um, that set everybody back a fair amount. So, um, yeah, that's that's going to be fun. But I guess it was a lost season next year anyway for him. So what does it matter, right? Yeah, what's it matter? It's just a lot of money. Kate Upton sitting at home, you know, decisions, tough life. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely, definitely just uh, sit at yeah. home. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, Atlanta Braves 7 nothing over the Mets. Uh, Rick Porcello gets the loss. Kyle Wright gets a W. Uh, so once again, another pitcher that we're always afraid of, but uh, with good reason, because his ERA is nearly six after this win, <laughs> even, even though he had only you know one hit in this. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if this is something Kyle Wright can continue to build on. And it's possible he might, and certainly the Braves will need him to. Springer had inside the park home run as the Astros went 3-2 over the D-backs. Brewers 5-3 over the Royals. Uh, Vogelback, Danny Vogelback hit two home runs. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, against the Royals. Uh, Lynn Bloom picked up the victory. Keller with the loss in that one. Blue Jays 6-3 over the Phillies, who continue to struggle. Uh, that bullpen's really imploded again. So so much for Brandon Workman being the uh, <laughs> the save-all of the bullpen. Uh, anybody who thought that was – and it was so funny to me. I don't know if you caught this, but it was we had it on the show because we get the sound clips and the, and the video clips of the managers. But last week, Joe Girardi was talking about – you know, and Workman's got such a good track record and all these things. And I'm thinking, like, he's talking about him like he's Mariano Rivera, for God's sakes. Like, this guy's got yeah. like almost four ERA in his career. We're talking about Brandon Workman being this, oh, we don't know what's wrong. We don't know what's wrong. This is who Brandon Workman's been. Sometimes coach speak can definitely go the wrong direction. Uh, Joe Girardi is trying to pump his boy up. And yeah, this is who he is. It's who they thought they were. And they let him off the hook. All right, send to tell I get the win over the Dodgers 6-3 for the Rockies there. So uh, efficient outing for him. The Giants continue to just pound on runs, 14 runs for the Giants. Unbelievable. What an offensive juggernaut your Giants are. Who would have thought I'd be saying that? So much for, uh, you know, <clears throat> Mike Miner as well. Uh, everyone, oh, maybe, maybe Mike Miner will be due. No, no, no. This is 2020. Uh, Jack Flaherty was good, though. That's that's. Imp- Again, it was against the Pirates, but still, we wanted to be good. I mean, 11 strikeouts is 11 strikeouts, so that was the chalk of yesterday. It worked out. God, just a ton of games yesterday. Rangers 7-2. Uh, Tehran gets the loss. Cody gets the win. Rosenthal picks up a W as the Padres get into the playoffs, 7-4 over the Mariners. And, of course, in the other game of the doubleheader, 15-0 Nationals pile up on the Marlins there at the end, and 4-0 Twins over the Cubbies. Barrios beat Darvish in this one. Kepler homers. Uh, for the Twinkies there and Barrios through six shutout innings. So that was yesterday, but today's a new day. Yes, it is. So Bubba, what's the slate look like today between DK and FanDuel uh, in terms of what we're allowed to play and not? Because I feel like we have to kind of talk about that at the beginning of every show. It's so much fun, Joe, because um, <laughs> DraftKings... just logistics at this point. Yeah, That's what you got to do. Because DraftKings decided that there's two games that start at 637 Eastern. There's two other games that start at 610, but we don't care about those. 637 Eastern, they're going to add those. There's an eight-game main DraftKings slate starting at 637 Eastern. Everything before that, not on DraftKings. Which is weird. Fandle, they, though, never, they never start with a they, six in there. I no, know. they never do. And Fandle, who usually does, didn't tonight. They just have a six-game main slate starting at 710. So I, go figure. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've gone cross-eyed. So that means basically yes. for everybody out there listening – so you can start at four o'clock on FanDuel today, correct? Yep. 
if and you go play through all, all day. the six o'clock games. Okay. Yep. Well, no, you have to play all day. So the four goes extends all the way through. You can't isolate the four to the seven. I think there's a there's like a three game like three or four game early slate. Yes, you can play on Fanduel, but their main slate starts at seven. My goodness. All right. So so that being said. Are we bothering with any of that on FanDuel, or are we just going to pick things up today with the seven? Is that the best practice, or do you want to include teams like you know the Reds and the Brewers and you know that game and Savali today and some other pieces that are on the board? Yeah, no, I, I like to stick to the main slate for the best I can, but it, the, the good part about playing the early on FanDuel, you get Yankees in Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. It, it's very tempting to do that, by the yes. way. To get the Yankees yep. in Buffalo because then you also open yourself up to Savali, who's AK. Yeah, let, let's let's do this. <clears throat> We're going to touch on this real quick, everybody. So in case you're intrigued by those things, you've got the Yankees in Buffalo on FanDuel. Aaron Hicks at 3-1. Void is 4-4, very expensive. Judge back in the lineup at 4-1. LeMahieu 4. So like your Yankees are basically 4 with the exception of uh, Glaber Torres and Aaron Hicks, who are 3-2 and 3-1. You can get Aaron Savali. Brett Gardner, 27. Brett Gardner. Oh, yeah, Brett Gardner. Too, yeah. And and you've also got uh, Aaron Savali at 8K uh, as well, which is a really good value. Him and Dane Dunning are squaring off. Would you just go to Aaron Savali, and then would you do Dane Dunning maybe in a tournament, kind of change things up there? I can see Dane Dunning in a tournament, or if you want, there's another game at this price point. Zach Wheeler's 9,000 against the Washington Nationals offense. Yeah. Well, I mean, that last game where they scored 14 runs, though, that gives me pause or 15, whatever it was, you know, yeah, but I, I guess it's the Marlins, so I shouldn't take too much. out. You also have Bundy on that day slate at uh, 9.6 K, which is eh, it's it's OK. You know, it's 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 not the greatest. Any any concern here with Castillo going against Woodruff? Would you stay away from this one? Castillo's 10.2 Woodruff's 8.2 big, uh, yeah. big chasm there in salary. Yeah, I'll stay away from that one on uh, FanDuel. I'll, I'll stick to uh, either. Wheeler, Savali, or Dunning, I'll keep it into that price point range. I think Dunning's a very intriguing one in a GPP at that point. So I'd either go Dunning or Wheeler pitching-wise and then just get all your Yankees bats you can. Yankees and Toronto because um, I don't even know who the Yankees pitcher is yet at this point in time. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh, the Yankees I, yeah, no. The Yankees on DK too, so let's fly over there. So this is if you're getting in there on DK at 637, like Bubba was saying, where the time start. Uh, Glaber Torres is a four eight, Stanton to four six, Judge all the way back up to five seven. Doesn't matter. Aaron Judge is back in the lineup. He's five seven. EJ Lemayhew's five six. So pretty expensive there on that slate. Uh, uh, obviously on the other side of this one too. If you want to game stack it, uh, Teoscar five five, Bichette five three. I mean, you're really gonna have to find a value pitcher or two in order to make this potentially work and get involved. Same thing over here with uh, the Reds, who are streaking right now. Uh, Suarez is 3.6. He's a good value there. Otherwise, you're going to have to go up to the mid-four to high-four range for guys like Moustakis and Cassianos. Uh, Winker, 3.9. <clears throat> That's always a good value as well. Uh, and Akiyama at the top of the order, again, if he's up at the top at 2.9, is intriguing. Any love for the Brewers on DK today? Uh, not really. Not their price points for the most part. Like you could go if, if you're doing tournaments, Vogelbach at 3K you could always run into one or two like you did on Sunday. Otherwise, it's real risky. Um, you know, everybody else is pretty pricey. We prefer Braun versus lefties. So it's really tough to get involved in this uh, Brewers-Reds game. All right, let's move on to the 7 o'clock now. And that, that's that's enough of that. So 7 o'clock, John Lester, 7.9 on FanDuel against JT Brubaker, 6.8. Um, your thoughts on this one here, basically the same price for these guys on DK. So how would you uh, approach this slate from an offensive standpoint, if at all? 
Offensively, you could definitely look at um, – it's just the Pirates are so tough, but you got the likes of uh, – Brian Hayes has been swinging it really, really well, affordable on both sides, 33 on FanDuel. You have him at um, 36 on DraftKings. I don't mind going that direction. Osuna is a super punt if you're playing tournaments and you just want to value. He uh, can hit lefties well, but I, I don't really want to go too offensive in this one. I don't mind Brubaker as an SP2 on DraftKings. All right, next one on the board here. Uh, the Miami Marlins against the Braves. You Oscar, you know, uh, you know him. We all, you know him. Atlanta Braves against Trevor Rogers of the Miami Marlins. Uh, Jesus Aguilar on DK is just 3.8, which I thought was a nice price. Of course, Marte is very expensive at 5.6. Cooper's 3.7. Same old, same old. You get the same cheap guys. Chisholm's down at 3K. Alfaro uh, at 3.7. Over on the Brave side of things on DK. Duval's price has gone up considerably over the last week. So now it's up to 4.8. So that makes him you know a little bit different in terms of use but is a matchup against a lefty today so keep that in mind um albies has moved up in price as well five five over on the FanDuel side a little different tale of the tape here in terms of the braves uh you've got um duval at 3.2 much more affordable albies all the way up to 3.9 though uh but still value over there in the marlins Marte is still 3.2 aguilar's just uh 3.1 Matt Joyce in the middle of this order is 2.4, and Anderson is 3K along with Cooper at 3.2. So, would you get involved in this one offensively today? Yeah, I don't like the, I don't mind the Marlins at all because their price point's great. Garrett Cooper is on fire. I like him quite a bit. 37 on DK, like you mentioned, uh, 31 on, or 32 on Fandle. I like them both. Uh, you can play, pair him with the Marte, like you mentioned, at 32. If Miguel Rojas is leading off, that's a good value on both sides. He's been getting on stealing bases, 32 on Fandle and 44 on DK is a little steep for Rojas, but I don't mind a mini stack. I wouldn't go all in on this game, but there is definitely appeal against, uh, you know, this is a much more FanDuel friendly game than a DK game, just from the pricing okay. in, in both of in both sides of this game. So, I mean, just, just looking at it, you know, you really got to pay for some of the Braves and then the best pieces of the Marlins are expensive. Whereas on FanDuel, it's a much easier get. I mean, you can basically kind of stay in the 3.2 average and get everything you want in this game, which is, Terrific, and I think you're going to get some runs in this game. So I'm I'm actually involved in this one. Uh, Pete Fairbanks, five point five k, which I'm pretty sure he's some sort of you know uh, he's the heir of some sort of I don't know chocolate bar company or something. Peter Fairbanks. <laughs> I mean, it's just Fairbanks sounds like a country club name too. He's another one of these country club definitely. Name, right? I like that uh, against Jacob Degrom, eleven point five. Hopefully, uh, his his hamstring won't spasm anymore. Oh God, last week that was brutal. He's uh, actually cheaper on DK, which is which is fun. He's 10.5 on there. So do you you go back to the well here? Do you think people in terms of roster percentage will be down a little bit on him going into tonight because of last week? I can see that being the case. I can see it being the case, but there's also no other aces on this slate. So I can see him being popular. It's hard not to go back to when he's healthy. You gotta trust that he's okay. So yeah, give me Jacob DeGrom at 10-5 on DK, 11-5 on Fandle. I'll try to build around that. Yeah, Mets offense, once again, on, on DK, you're talking about mid-four range for most of these guys. The only values there are McNeil at 3-5 and Andres Jimenez at 3-5. That's pretty much the only deal you're getting. Now on Fandle, a little bit different of a story. McNeil is also a value there, 3-2. Jimenez just 2.5. I like that he's just gone with him and, you know, he's getting more playing time. I just, I like that. I think the kids played really hard. Uh, two nine for JD Davis is a good value. Also, if you want to get involved with the lefties in the middle of the order, three six for Smith, three four for Cano, and of course three four for Michael Conforto and Nimmo three three at the top. So, 
Um, once again, FanDuel, a little bit easier to make this work, even though J- Jacob deGrom very expensive. I mean, just getting a guy like Jimenez in that lineup to a 2-5 so far, that's the first real guy with a 2 in front of his uh, <laughs> in front of his price that we've been super excited about, except for, has anybody else? Uh, I'm trying to look around here. Brett Gardner's the only one I like, and I know I mentioned him a few times, but he's put up double digits. Do you like Brett Gardner? What about Brett he's Gardner? He's playing really well. I, 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 it's Monday morning, and the it's Monday morning. The Gardner's waking us up, so it's hey, happening. Hey, 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 uh, hey, uh, Bubba. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You like Brett Gardner? Uh, just a little bit, uh, Joe. Joe, you heard of Brett Gardner, this guy <laughs> that uh, likes to bang the roof of the, the dugout with his back. It's a cool look for him. So yeah, Brett Gardner. All right. So if you don't want to pay all the way up for Degrom, uh, Adam Wainwright's been a guy who's pitched pretty well most of the year. Uh, he is a thousand dollars cheaper than Degrom on DK. He's just nine point five. He's going against Carlos Hernandez and the Royals, so it's a, it's a good matchup for him. Um, he is 9.5 on FanDuel as well, <clears throat> which is, again, one of those fun oddities that happens sometimes. Uh, I I can see this being a, a decent cash game pivot to DeGrom. If you don't want to spend all the way up, if you want to get a little bit more offense, I don't hate this at all. Um, I would still rather go DeGrom just because he's also got a matchup against a kid that I don't know how long he's going to be for this game. Um, yes, the Mets offense can always be frustrating. Believe me, I, I understand that. But at the same time, I think that's an interesting way to go. You're also getting some value in this lineup too. Miller, 2.9. Goldschmidt, 3.6 on Fandle. Some good pricing there for them. And DeYoung is uh, 3.1. So the middle of this Cardinals order with Wainwright is not bad tonight, Bob. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I love the, the Rain, Rain, Wainwright call for a uh, cash game play especially. Do you like it as forward. much as Gardner? <laughs> yeah, maybe not so much maybe not Gardner you know we're going to talk about him later but, you better uh, be no. your home run call that's all I'm saying no no he's not that crazy Joe come on um you know Sunday Sunday of football gets to you in the morning um, it totally does totally does. Tommy Edmond at 2900 bucks hitting towards the top of the Cardinals order is also a nice value and if you're not playing Wainwright uh, Monesty's still only 28 on Fandle I think that's still how is nice that the, how well. is that possible what what's Fandle's a they sleep on certain guys, and it just blows my mind. At least DraftKings, like, it takes him a few days, but he's up to 46, which makes you, like, at least think a little bit. 20 in FanDuel is just you almost plug and play. That that's I, I don't get that. I mean, he is an absolute – the pairing of him and DeGrom tonight, I mean, yep. that's just automatic. It's all like you start like, the lineup that way. There's a twenty. There's a $2,000 guy that I like better than Jimenez, at least. All right. All right. That's that's fair. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, hey, the other guys in this lineup, too, if you want to go against Wainwright a little bit, you, you are getting some value here. Michael Franco's yes, two nines, another guy under 3K. So, um, yeah, it, I think the Cardinals is definitely a way to get different tonight, and it's a responsible way to do it. You know, sometimes we talk about different for the sake of being different, being a bad idea, because it usually is. But this is different in the sake of responsible different. And I think that they're, you know, hedging your bet a little bit with the Mets offense who tends to um, not realize that uh, Jacob deGrom is on the mound sometimes, and or maybe they do. And they just feel like that's their night off. I don't know. All I know is it's been a long three years for that poor guy. He could barely get W's. All right. Lance McCullers, 8.7 over on FanDuel against Marco Gonzalez, the lefty at 8.5 on DK 8.3 versus 7.6 for Gonzalez. Are you interested in McCullers tonight, especially on the two pitcher site? That seems like a pretty responsible situation. Plus you're getting, a lot of strikeouts in the Mariners lineup, without a doubt. I know Marco Gonzalez sometimes can kind of throw a wrench in things. Is that a concern for you tonight? Is Marco Gonzalez the guy you go to? Because if you're going to get strange, get real strange. Or do you go with McCullers and take the strikeouts? Uh, two things. McCullers, people can say I'm crazy just for doing it, but I do not play him on the road. Just go like it's legit horrific home road splits this year to a to a line. 
So I'm just going to stay away from that, see where that goes. I do like Marco Gonzalez, though, especially as an SP2. Very steady floor outside of like two starts this year. Uh, the strikeouts have been there, uh, six of six of nine starts. He's been very, very good and very consistent. Eats up innings, gets you quality starts. I think he's a very sneaky upside play tonight against that. An Astros offense just really has not clicked all season long. No, and I mean, I guess part of the reason why they haven't clicked is also because, you know, they haven't been together. I mean, all the injuries, and I think that's, yeah, you got guys hitting in different spots. Um, Trying to look for the McCullers home in a way. Yeah, that's a a big number there. Just in case, if you wanted to hear, hear, here's the number for Lance McCullers in case you're saying, well, how, how vast can it be? Uh, five starts uh, at home. He is three and zero with a one point four two ERA, uh, and four starts on the road. He is zero two with a thirteen and a half ERA. Just so a bit go. of a difference there. Just that's, a bit. That's that's about a twelve difference. <laughs> 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 that is a big difference. That's enough for me to consider Marco Gonzalez tonight. It really is. Yeah, like and that any, is... anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's baseball, but just it stands out pretty big there. It it does it does and I think it, the, I, I'm glad that we kind of talked about it as a trap because it felt like a trap but I I'm always tempted when I see McCullers and the and the Mariners because I'm looking at strikeout potential but on the other hand Marco Gonzalez and you know what Marco Gonzalez is at seven six is a really nice pairing with Degrom who's super expensive so bingo you know there there's a nice way to kind of save a little bit there marginalize or, the pitchers' salaries. or be different and go Marco and Wainwright which like no one's gonna do and then he can get as chalky as you want with the bats. Well, the people listening are going to do it right here to yeah. the the the, pre, the the on deck show. I almost said the pre snap, but the on deck yes. show. This is the problem. Monday morning, I'm still trying to shake the dust off football, trying to get through here. <laughs> All right, last game on the slate here: Johnny Cueto against Herman Marquez. Seven eight for Marquez on DK. Eight point six over on DK for Cueto on Fanduel. Cueto's eight. Marquez is eight point three. Any love for Marquez in this one, or are you still going with those San Francisco Giant red hot bats? I want to ride the Giants' bats. I like that quite a bit. But if you want to go Marquez, especially on DraftKings at his price of uh, 78, he's in play. I'll go Marco Gonzalez over Marquez, but we do know how much better Marquez is on the road. So you can sneak that in there. But I want to keep riding those Giants' bats, a little late-night action. Oh, they've been good, man. They've been good. By the way, my yeah. new favorite name, Chadwick Tromp. Can I, uh, yes. can I just tell you? You have to be very careful when you say that on TV. What? Chadwick Tromp? In case you mispronounce <laughs> the last names, all I'm saying. No, I just I'm just saying it's, it's a cool, it's an interesting no, name. It is. <laughs> it is. He's got, he's got a little. He's got a lot of flair with him out there on the field. It's very fun. I like the flair. I'm a big fan of the flair. Solano is at yes. two point nine. I'm a big fan of that too. Belt is three. Uh, Dickerson's two point eight, but keep an eye on him. And uh, of course, Yastrzemski is always the most expensive guy there. Um, if you're looking for a little value on the FanDuel side in the in the Colorado lineup. Pilar at 2.9. Um, you know, is Fuentes getting playing time now, too, a little bit there? 2. He's playing 6. pretty much every day at first base for them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if Fuentes was a guy that in the minor leagues hit quite a bit. Um, now, you could say, well, a little PCL in there. That's fair. Uh, but that's a kid that I always feel like, well, you know, he's a prospect that was never going to play because of Arenado, <laughs> you know, so he's just kind of floundering around there. Uh, it's like now these just become another one of these guys at first base for the, you know, the Rockies have a ton of guys who play first and second base. Isn't that like, that's kind of their MO. It's like, you know, you want to grow any pitching? Nope. Nope. We just like guys who are, you know, good average hitters with uh, the ability to play first and maybe second base. That's what we want to build. That's that's pretty much our entire system. <laughs> that's our wheelhouse. That's the that's wheelhouse, wheelhouse right there, that's where, we, that's where we excel uh, for the Rockies. Um, you're getting a little discount on Charlie Blackman at 3.6. That's the only one to the kind of point out there on FanDuel. Anything else from this game before we go call our shot? 
No, there's lots of value on both sides if you want to get different. Just remember, Road Rockies is a real thing. That's about it. Road Rockies is a real thing. Lance McCullers' ERA in the road is a real thing. Adam Wainwright, the good kind of strange. Jacob deGrom, the good kind of chalk. And Marco Gonzalez, uh, helpful, I think, tonight in this potential one there, too. So, so there you go. That means it's time for everybody's favorite. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are each going to pick somebody to go yard and maybe win someone some free stuff. So you get involved with us. You give us your home run call. Go follow us over on LineStar app at Twitter and LineStar MLB. You give us your guy and you retweet this segment. Bada boom, you get things right. You can win some free stuff courtesy of the LineStar app. So Bubba, where are you going for your home run tonight? Who's leaving the yard? Who's leaving the yard? I'm going Michael Conforto. He's going deep I for the Mets it. tonight. Big, big Mets fan. Big Mets fan tonight. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt. How about that? Against Carlos Hernandez. I'm going to go with Goldie. I want the Goldie bomb. <laughs> Chalk it up there. So Goldschmidt and Conforto going head-to-head. We'll see how that works out. And uh, once again, go over and follow us over on the Twitter machine at LineStar app and go get that LineStar app and upgrade to that premium product. And while you're at it and you're busy doing all these things, I'm, I'm going to ask you also to, if you've been listening to the show all year, give us a little five-star review. It doesn't hurt. It helps us actually quite a bit. It takes two seconds. You say Bubba and Joe are really fun. They give me baseball. They give me uh, a, you know, a lot of money in my pockets. It's a very good thing. I like this. It works for me. Whatever you want to write about that. Or if you just listen to us for the sheer comedy, that is also acceptable. So go wherever you listen to podcasts. Take two seconds. Give us a nice five-star review. We really would appreciate it. So this is review week. This will be the last week of the regular season here for us. So we want to get those reviews so that next year we have more of them as we continue to bring you the best in MLB DFS. So in the meantime, you could also follow us on Twitter at Casey Bubba at Joe Pisa PS 17. And that'll do it for us. So there's nothing left to do now except step out of the on deck circle and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS on deck podcast brought to you by line star hit subscribe, tell a friend and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizapia and Casey Bubba.